Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. extremely loud it's kind of rude there's also really a lot of uh, fireflies here too <clears throat> well it's the summer no but in the past few summers there were no fireflies and then i thought there was something wrong with where i lived or perhaps that i just thought there were a lot of fireflies because when i used to see them i was little and maybe as an adult i just don't appreciate nature that's true you but sound like you're you're really bummed out about the fact that there's an ecosystem outside your house that is not, not for you. Keep it down out there. Um, yeah, I don't appreciate it. Last night I had to, because uh, I was trying to watch TV. I didn't have white noise on because, you know, we sleep with white noise. I didn't have the white noise on. It was so loud. It was like, I'm trying to catch up on hacks. <laughs> Do you I watch hacks? Really. No, of course I don't watch. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I'm the one that recommended it. I feel like Hacks is definitely a show that everyone who watched Girls watches. You think so? I hope not, because I didn't watch Girls. <laughs> and I like it's, Hacks. <laughs> I like Hacks, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think I like anybody on this show. But I don't I think, think anybody has a redeeming quality. And that was also the thing with Girls. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets funny because I watch Real Housewives, right? So I'm like, I watch all these people that have like basically no redeeming quality, but. But I think the thing I like about Hacks is uh, Dean Smart is very good. Oh, she's, yeah, she's excellent. Oh my God, I just watched, are you all finished with this season? The second season? No, I'm not done with it yet. Okay. To catch up. Which episode are you on? Like the fourth one. I may have taken a break. I watched the first one all the way through when it was coming out live. Yeah. And then the second one, I started it, and then I took a break in the middle. And it was one of those things that's, like, in my queue, but yeah. I haven't started it yet. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, when I'm caught up with everything else, I guess I'll throw on Hacks. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll watch it, and then I'll watch it all the way through. Because I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I do enjoy it. Did you get to the gay cruise yet? I don't no, think so. No, you would have known were... if you did. Yeah, I think I think they were planning on going to the gay cruise. Okay. There's an episode with, this is not a spoiler at all, but there's an episode with uh, Devin Sawa. Mm-hmm. And he is big time raw on it. Devin Sawa, really? Yes. He's aged, like, in a really hot way. He has, like, dead eyes, right? 
no, 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 no dead eyes there. I was very surprised um, and pleasantly. Okay, well, anyway. It, it sounds like you've bounced back. You were under the weather yesterday. You canceled oh, yeah. on me. Okay, calm down. I didn't want you to die or get our father sick. How about that? I took my first shower since Wednesday yesterday in anticipation of coming over. And then you had your baby face enforcer husband cancel on me because you were sick. Baby faced enforcer husband. First of all, that's disgusting that you took a shower after that long. Um, secondly, um, yeah, man, I wasn't okay. I like, I was fine in the morning. I was like fine. And then I went to a kid's birthday party at like one o'clock with Aiden. Mm -hmm. And I was only there for two hours. Um, but like he started to get really tired because it did the, the heat does like creep up on you. You can sit outside and you can even be in the shade. But after like two hours of being outside, suddenly the heat like really starts to kill you. And then suddenly um, I got home and it was like four o'clock and I was like laying on the couch and I was like, I think I'm dying. Like I felt my body just like, you know, you feel your like all your limbs just start to turn, turn into jello. I was like, Ugh, I think I need to take a Tylenol and go to sleep. Now, the other thing was that the night before I had gone to bed at two and at 430, Noah came into our bed and he was burning up. So he had a fever. So I didn't really like sleep that well. So I thought, oh, OK, it's because I'm sleepy. But then I went to sleep at four and then I didn't wake up until like 845. And then I very easily went back to sleep at 1 a.m. So I think I was very sick. Yeah. With something. I don't know. And I'm fine. Like, the rest of me is fine. I have, like, slight congestion, no headache, anything. Um, and I felt fine today. Today, I moved furniture. I sold furniture in the house. I ate all this stuff, and I was okay. So um, that's that. But I'm still going to keep one of the children home and deal with the ramifications of that, which is going to be really fun. Do you think that Nick you... Jonas, or do you think that Kevin Jonas's daughter gave Noah COVID? <laughs> I don't think you can reveal that information. I think that's private information. HIPAA compliance. I think you are, um, you are violently. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. What? How is that HIPAA? What? Kevin Jonas's daughter goes to Noah's camp. What's the? What's wrong with that? You're saying she could have possibly been sick. I think uh, her medical records are her um, are her private matter. Okay, her and all of the other like 15 children that are in that camp class. Sorry for calling out whatever Jonas specifically. <laughs> whatever Jonas. <laughs> what if that was her name? <laughs> She's messed up. She's very cute. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm fine. But today I did all this stuff and then I watched Meet Joe Black, which we're talking about today. Yes, you did. You know, I didn't watch it. You Because it's it's uh, burned into your brain. I did, yeah. I had I, I did tell you I prepared, mm -hmm. um, but I prepared my own way, which is okay. I listened to the soundtrack on the Stairmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Just pumping away. And then I look at a picture of Brad Pitt. That's all I did. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're. I wanted to talk about Mitra Black because I was like, you know, we need a new segment on the Patreon. We can't just talk every week about how depressed I am, okay? 
<laughs> they can only last so long. The patrons are like this broad is depressed talking about parenting all day. And <laughs> her dumb brother is doing inventory for urinal cakes at his rest area. <laughs> People loved last week's episode, which always cracks me up because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> bless all of you for sticking around. No, so I wanted to talk about Mitchell Black because you've talked my goddamn ear off for like 30 years about how much you love this fucking movie. 24 and, years. Huh? No, I think I probably, it came out 24 years ago. Um, okay. But I uh, I think I've probably only like revealed my love for it to you over the last, I'd say like eight or nine years. I kept it to myself. We'll say the last decade. Yes. Give me, okay, the last decade of Mitchell Black, yap, yap, yap. Um, also, the other thing I know about Me, Joe Black with you is that if it's on TV, you're going to watch the whole thing. Of course I am. Yes. Yeah, I'll stick around through the commercials. Like, if it's on TNT, I will watch it through the commercials. It's not on anymore. But also, like, I, I don't watch that. cable. So, I guess I wouldn't know either. Yeah. That and, like, A Few Good Men. I'd watch A Few Good Men through the commercials. Another movie I've not seen. Oh, what? I know. Um, but, so I wanted to watch this movie because... It was some for some reason trending on Twitter recently, and so it, I I was like, you know, what? it may have been because like Brad Pitt was trending a couple weeks ago because he's face blind, so yeah. I was so I think that must have been it. And then I was like, you know, let's let, I'm gonna watch Mijo Black because full disclosure, I only watched it that one time in the movie theater the first time we all watched it, yeah. and then I have not watched it in completion again ever since. And so it was, it's been 24 years for me. I just like. No bits and pieces of it. I'm sure I've watched, walked in on you watching it, crying <laughs> at least once or twice, and been like, "Okay." If, if you've walked in on me watching me jump black, it's a horrific sight. <laughs> but can you tell me why you love this movie? Well, I love uh, like I love a lot of different. So the first thing is, it's a great New York movie, right? Okay. Now, it's a part of New York you and I will never, ever touch. No right? way. No chance. No chance. No chance. But it's kind of nice knowing that it exists. You know what I mean? Rich people? Yeah, rich people. Rich people in New York. Rich you media know, it's, people. It's romantic succession. It's exactly, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing is, uh, it's just so pretty. Like, so mm-hmm. when I watch Meet Your Black, right, for the, mm-hmm. there's only like four or five scenes that I'm really, really watching. Really, Number one, when you're watching Meet Your Black, your pants are off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think there's probably like five or six scenes that I really, really like, right? So that I'll pay attention to those. But like the movie is like three hours long. And it's just nice to have in the background Mm -hmm. because I think my favorite thing about it is the music. Mm -hmm. I love the music so much. Mm -hmm. Did the music stand out to you? The music stood out to me in that as soon as the music played, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, he's made me listen to the soundtrack before. Of course. Like, I, I... yeah, I, I, it sounded like music that I know that you like. I think that like you had a Meet Joe Black. You must have had it burned onto a CD in your what was that gold car you had? That would be a Ford Taurus. 
Yeah, the four no, chorus that you had. I believe it was a gallant that I had the Micha Black CD in. <laughs> um, uh, well, so there's Micha Black and a couple of other like soundtracks. I think Broody mm-hmm. was in there and a bunch of other Yeah, things, yeah. I don't think we've talked about my uh, obsession with planning my funeral on this on this on the Patreon on, on the Patreon, but I, I think well, I just I've, I have thoughts. I have some desires for my funeral. Part of it is um, going to be you know the music, and I think Micho Black, the soundtrack from Micho Black, is the only one that could work at my funeral, or I could also see it working at my wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I think there's a lot of music that could do wedding or a funeral. Probably. Like, yeah. I'm sure people, people like, walked out to My Heart Will Go On or whatever, and then they got buried to it. <laughs> Ooh. Um, you know, I, at at sea, they got buried at sea. You know, I think that um, anything that has, like, a sweeping strings happening, you yeah. could play that at a wedding or a funeral. But do people play music at funerals? Well, in my mind, at my funeral, it's when you guys are doing the like the video montage of all my greatest hits. Of me would you be alive. so upset if nobody did a video montage? I would be very upset. Like I'm the only person who could put it together. What if I'm just well, like fuck it? I don't want to. So how much work do you need done beforehand? Do you need the music, and then do you also need like the like the clips that are going to go along with it? The problem with me is that I get too I go I go in too deep and yeah. then I like need it to be perfect and then I end up spending like way too much time on it. And I can't do that to myself, you know? I, I get that. And I, I know think you're the, dead, but I can't do that to myself. Well, the other complication is is like the manner in which I die. Like if okay. I have a shameful death, right? There's no music playing. At my at my funeral. What's a, sh- what's a shameful death? I don't know. It's different for different people. Okay. You know what I mean? But let's say if I have like a heroic death. Okay. Then you know I have certain demands. Like I'd like I'd like like a like a like a boy choir, a prepubescent uh, boy choir to sing uh, "Odd Lang Syne." Is that the the New Year's Eve song? <laughs> <laughs> So weird, <laughs> specific, <laughs> and kind of creepy. I can't stress the pre and prepubescent enough. <laughs> I don't like it. This All is right. a. I feel like this is a cancelable offense. Okay, I mean, yeah, you really want music played at your funeral, and you have a lot of different songs that you've thought of. Yeah. Some are actually dance songs. You've got some straight bops. You've got some mm-hmm. sad music. You've got some Bollywood music. Um, but. This is important because the stupid movie is about death. Oh, That's sorry, it. I called it stupid. This movie is about death, um, but also romance. Now, did you know that this movie is a remake or an adaptation of an older movie? I did know that. Okay, and the older movie that it's an adaptation of was called... It's very funny, Rahil. First of all, the older movie it was an adaptation from is from like the 1920s, which you should watch it because you're doing your old timey movie thing. Mm-hmm. It's called Death Takes a Holiday. Yes. And the theatrical release poster on that was like, you know, just a cartoon. Like it's like a, a painting or whatever of the different characters. And the tagline for it is no one can die while he makes love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So in this, I don't believe he doesn't take like a vacation vacation. People are dying all around the world. Oh, people. Yeah, he says it. He says it on that walk with with Anthony Hopkins. He's like, have you ever heard of multitasking, stupid? Um, Yeah. Okay. So so you like this movie because you love the soundtrack. It reminds you of filthy rich New York Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful to look at. And of course, the main thing. Which is Brad Pitt. It's so he's so pretty to look at. I have a question for you. Okay. This may be a bombastic statement. But is Brad Pitt in Meet Your Black in the three piece suit that he's wearing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the best a white man has ever looked? No, 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 <laughs> no. You I, can't. Believe, I believe that is the best a white man has ever looked. Okay. You, you know, take your you threw this on me. I did not have time to think about no, it. I'm exactly. gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree passionately because uh, I'm woke, um, and fuck blonde men. Okay. Um, I said white man. I specified white man, not any said, man. I know, just a white man. I get it. Uh, listen, Girl, I'm woke not gonna- at me. You take your Chris Evans with a beard. You shove him up your ass. No, all right? no, no. Don no, Draper no, no. looks like a plumber. No, 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 no. Okay, the goofiest thing about his whole look is his stupid fucking hair. What oh, is that hair? The hair is so dumb. It looks like a mop. Like, it's, and it looks like, and the thing that bothers me about the hair, when I was watching it, right, it was yeah. so annoying to look at the hair because the hair is also very quintessential 1990s, mm-hmm. like Hollywood guy. Yes. Right? It, it is a very specific look, but it's almost like if they made a movie and they were like, the the lead act, the lead is going to have, he's going to have Carson Daly's hair. That's not Carson Daly's hair at No, all. but I know. I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that that haircut is Carson Daly's haircut. I'm defensive. Haircut. I'm sorry. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's like. Like, I don't know. It just, and then the the low lights and the highlights, the dirty, it was, just, I don't know. The hair was so distracting to me. And I know that that's supposed to be part of like the Luke, but I just, <laughs> I couldn't get past the hair. Now I will say this, the face, the face yes. is given. His face is beautiful. He's doing some excellent, like, smoldery lip biting confused soft yeah. face he's doing great work with that he's aloof but he's hot he's strong but he's soft like he's doing a lot of those great things so i do think that this is like this to me i think of like this brad pitt and then i think of like oceans 11 brad pitt mm-hmm. those are the two brad pitts that i feel like are really hot um, you know, I say that, but then I'm like, there's several other Brad Pitts that yeah, I try Brad Pitt. But um, I wouldn't say that it's the best a white man has looked. No. So my only concern is that he does look like uh, like a Hitler's dream type of deal, you know, between like the between the hair and everything. But then yeah. he speaks to the Jamaican lady with the Jamaican okay. accent. No, so- no, no, no. <laughs> we gotta get to that. Okay, first of all, for your for the listeners, if you've never seen Meet Joe Black, you can rent it for $3 on Amazon Prime. Or you could probably just like go on YouTube and find a shitty version of it, honestly. They don't need your money. Yeah, or now, you can leave my cell phone number at the end of this recording, and you can just, I, I will just recap the movie for you. 
<laughs> I mean, that's the point of this. You know, can you recap the movie for me in 60 seconds? I can't. I don't have anything prepared. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Go ahead. It's your favorite movie. No, I can't. I can't talk about it in 60 seconds. Do you have Okay, anything? give me Okay, give me like a as quick as possible recap of this movie. All right, so the movie starts off with Anthony Hopkins, who's a media mogul, and his daughter, played by Claire Forlani, who looks like an angel. And his birthday is coming up, and he tells his daughter that she should try to be wild and find love and all this other stuff. She runs into Brad Pitt at a diner, who's a lawyer, and they talk about it. They have a very uh, meet cute, cute, whatever it's called, meeting. And then they walk out. And Brad Pitt gets hit by two cars, not one, but two. And he dies right away. And then it turns out that it was death. Death came for Brad Pitt prematurely, I'm assuming. That's what happened here, because death said that he needed a body. And death comes to Anthony Hopkins and asks him to show him the world because he's never seen it. And uh, throughout the, or, and then so as that's happening, death falls in love with uh, Claire Forlani. And he wants to take her away with him at the end. And then Anthony Hopkins talks him out of it. And that's the end. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins tells him that true love involves sacrifice. And if you don't sacrifice it, then maybe you're not really in love. Then you're just in infatuation. Yes. Now, um, a couple of philosophical questions for you. Okay. If death if if you were Claire Forlani, mm-hmm. okay, um, would you have sex with Death? <laughs> so if Death comes out looking like Brad Pitt and Micho Black, and he's making okay, the, eyes at the me, body was tight. Of course, all of it was very tight. Although okay. I, I guess this is a very nineteen ninety eight thing, but she does ask him if he's gay. And then he says no, but I was like, why can't death be gay? Death yeah. could be gay. Yeah. So I don't understand that. Yeah, it was. It was a very um exactly. I was like, I don't think death has a sexual orientation, bitch, but okay. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah, so Brad Pitt, I would. Would you? You would. Yeah. Um uh yeah. <laughs> so my bigger But like not in the is- middle of the afternoon and the next in like a pool. There was large wind. There was windows everywhere. Yeah, but they're very like they're in the penthouse. Nobody's. I know. I guess. What could be watching? The the more philosophical question I have. Why well, I shouldn't call it more philosophical, but it's my okay. concern with it is at the end, uh, mm-hmm. actual human Brad Pitt comes back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Claire Forlani knows that she had been palling around with death for a week or however long, <laughs> however long it's been. And then human Brad Pitt and Claire Forlani uh, seemingly embark on a relationship. Uh-huh. How, does she tell him that she had sex? Because people know. Like, he was around. He's been in pictures and stuff. She's yeah. going to have to explain it. There's so many follow-up questions. Like, So the thing that this movie, I think, reminded me was that, like, I feel like there are certain movies that I don't know if, I don't know if movies like this 
could be made now because people want more realistic things to be happening. Yeah. But this movie is very much of a time that I feel like it was it, it sounded it was made like an old classic movie where people don't actually say what real life people say. Like even yeah. even Claire Forlani, her act, she's so gorgeous, but her acting the whole time is like uh is a damsel from the 1920s father <laughs> like she's she, first of all she's british so the voice that she's doing of an american girl is like very much i watched movies old-timey movies and this is what american ladies sound like and she's doing whisper talk the whole time yeah. nobody talks like that and especially not new yorkers even in the 90s even the really really rich ones um but there's like so many questions, right? Like there's a lot of like, I'm just going to leave it up and not ask basic questions. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening? Who are you? Like, there's the question I have is like, how does she figure out that he is possibly death? Because at the end of the movie, when he's like saying bye to her and stuff. And then she's talking about the coffee shop. And then he's like, yeah, I said that at the coffee shop. Like, is that the moment where she realizes, oh, no, this is not the person who I think it is? Or is that the moment that she realizes that this is death? No, no. So death is gone. So human Brad Pitt no, is I'm back in the about before that. Yeah, no. So he, she, remember when they're dancing? And yeah. He, and she starts to feel it. And she almost says it. She says, but how does she feel it? How can she tell? You can feel when death is upon you, I'm sure. He's like doing his deathly things. So oh, she could just that's feel it. Happening? When of she course. says, I felt the chill when you yeah. said that? Yes. Oh, okay. My concern is so, like, he comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And then so at this point, she understands that her dad is dead because yeah. she says that, I wish you could have met my dad. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they just like walk back to the party. But yeah, like, like, what are they gonna tell Quincy? Also, like her dad's cadaver is like in the brushes. <laughs> Possibly, like he's evacuated himself. <laughs> like, what's? And she's just going back to the party. Yeah, she's she's a doctor. She's like. Yeah. Should we call 911? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> the only other thing that I could think, like, I wish, I was hoping that they would show would be something where she talks about, like, I'm a, a doctor and I've seen people die in front of me. So I know what it feels like when death is around. Like, I thought that that would be a factor in the movie where she would almost, like, sense that he's death because she, it's so much of what she does as, for a living. That would um, that would entail her having a brain, which in 1998, I don't think that's what they were going for. We're there. not giving ladies any brains. They were nope. like, fancy lady doctor. She was she's like, a real dunderhead. she's such a dunderhead. She's so <laughs> stupid. She's like, I'm in love. And even the way she talks, she's like, may I kiss you? <laughs> um, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so... Uh, I hope this isn't coming off like me complaining about the movie because I wouldn't would. change a, a goddamn thing. Like the ending is just complete hot garbage nonsense. <laughs> I would not change a thing. Just walking back, there's like fireworks going off. The dead is dead. It's amazing. 
<laughs> what are your favorite parts of the movie? Oh, I have uh, a bunch of scenes that I really like. Okay. Uh, I really, I think my favorite scene is uh, the cold lamb sandwiches. Uh huh. Cold lamb sandwiches with cilantro. With cilantro, because Anthony Hopkins, he's so good in it. And then Brad Pitt, he's just like listening to him, and he looks like a kid, like listening to a story. And the music is beautiful. Anthony, so Anthony Hopkins' accent also is one of those like mid British slash American things, right? So I figured that's probably why she has that weird accent as well. No, I think it's because she's a bad actress. Um, (laughs) She is. She's just doe-eyed and stunning. Just like incredible. She does great face work. Like her face acting is great. But as soon as she starts talking, I'm like, what are you doing? Um, Also, it's very clear that in the 90s, like, or at least like whoever wrote this movie um, and created these characters, they were like, we're going to put all of our eggs in the basket of Anthony Hopkins and everybody else is a movie trope. Like, you know, Claire Forlani, Susan, who plays a character named Susan, Susan is like just a beautiful dope. Mm -hmm. And then um, her sister is just like neurotic sister. And then her husband, neurotic sister is married to like goofy, what's his face from Succession basically. uh, Oh, well, I mean, it's Jeffrey Tambor. No, but like, it's she. He's playing um, the character from Succession. Oh, Tom. Yeah, he's playing Tom from Succession, yeah. basically. Um, and then you know, Susan is dating this guy who's supposed to be taking over the company that her father runs. Drew, Drew who's like, who's like, you know, douchey boss man, finance guy, exact white man trope like everybody is just exactly who you think like i'm not surprised by anything that anybody does Mm -hmm. at all in this movie the the only thing i found that was surprising i guess was like how did susan fall in love with this man so quickly i think it was just that i think all it took for susan was her dad saying sometimes lightning has to strike right Mm -hmm. and then she met a guy like let's say 45 minutes later who said yeah. lightning strikes or whatever and in that moment she was like that's it it's that's it that's it i'm gonna sleep with this man well, i think so that that's all i was gonna ask so that's human brad pitt that she meets the first mm-hmm. time another one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. um because i like the ending when they're walking away because the music is yeah. amazing yeah. anyways uh so like that conversation that they have right mm-hmm. I only somebody that looks like Brad Pitt can like get away with that conversation, right? One hundred percent. Because he's so forward. He's like he's so yeah. You, that is <clears throat> sorry. That is the confidence you get from being just hot. Yeah. That's not a confidence any normal person is going to have. You, although we're heel, you famously love to talk to strangers. Listen, if Claire Forlani in 1998 is sitting across from me, I am pissing myself. You're not having a conversation with that handsome stranger? I would try not. I would. You would. She would ignore you, though. That's the problem. Yeah. She's like, get the fuck out of here, you potato. (laughs) You classic (laughs) North Indian potato? Um, Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, but you can only get away with stuff like that as like a super hot person. But you know, this is why I and I remember watching this movie in what I was like, what in eighth grade when I watched this movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like 
Um, I remember, I think it kind of set the stage for like one day if I ever grow up and move to New York, I could have an interaction like this. Never. Never in my life. What? When you move to New York, you're already married. So I know, but not, but like nobody knows. It's fine. Sometimes my hands are in my pockets. Nobody has ever tried to converse with me nicely like that in an attempt to pick me up. Except for, I think, one time, remember when I used to take NJ Transit from uh, our old house and yeah. there was a ticket uh, collector and I think that he was, um, he would hit on me because he would give me free tickets oh. <laughs> to ride the train. Did, did it work? I mean, I got a whole bunch of free tickets and I never had to pay to go to the city. But then one day I told him, he was like, where did you go? And I was like, I got married. And he was like, oh, and then that day he charged me for my ticket. <laughs> I was like, it's fair. It's okay. So, it, you know, like that helicopter scene in the beginning, right? When Anthony Hopkins is talking to her about like being wildly in love or whatever. Deliriously in love. Yeah. Yeah. Because so like in real life, you can't tell somebody to like be deliriously in love, right? That, like, I think that's bad advice. Horrible advice. Because that's what a crazy person does. Yeah. And, but I guess, again, in a situation where you never ever have to like worry about money right Mm -hmm. maybe you do get the option to be deliriously in love like you don't have to be married to somebody like fucking drew who's like you know like obsessed with work obviously and like wants to climb up the ladder and like you know be on the up and up of like the company and stuff I don't think that that's what he wants for his daughter because he also is somebody who worked really hard and like made all this money. But also I think feels like he like didn't live a full life because he feels like all he's done is poured his heart and soul into his company. Right. Which is like essentially why he keeps having these like dinners with his family now is because he knows he's about to die. So I feel like maybe that's what he's trying to tell his daughter. Like you should live freely and you should, you know, do all the things like you shouldn't you don't have to be with somebody like drew you can be with somebody else who yeah, just and makes plus, you plus he misses his wife right yeah and you know here's the thing i don't think it's bad advice to say that you should be with somebody who makes you happy i take it back it's not, happy. it's not happy it's somebody that makes you like wildly in love somebody that makes you kind of off center is essentially what he's telling her <sighs> yeah He's like, oh, you need, like, passion. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs passion, okay? doesn't matter how much passion you have. At some point, it just goes down. And then you need practicality. So this wedding that I'm imagining in my head, because there's never uh, another, like, participant in the wedding. It's just, like, a, like a blob that's coming down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think? I thought of, I thought of Flubber. I just thought like a shapeless blob. Like no, I'm literally thinking about Flubber from like the Eddie Murphy movie. And then it, it has a veil on its head. <laughs> and it's carrying flowers. And music is like. Da, 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 da. No, is it bouncing down the aisle? It's gliding. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the venue is beautiful. It's a nice warm cabin. Candlelit. Not a dry eye in the audience. Would that make the flubber melt? 
<laughs> no. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you think about your marriage to Flubber. Who's walking Flubber down the aisle now? Not the Is there an older Flubber? Flubber's an orphan. Flubber's just doing it so well. <laughs> It's so sad. <laughs> except, except, does have a a flower girl that went up in front of her, and it was also a tiny flower. <laughs> also, the the aisle is too small, so only one flower can make it through at a time. <laughs> what are we saying? <laughs> I don't remember where this question started. Oh yeah, so I shouldn't. You were saying when you think about your marriage. Yeah, so I should. I should. I shouldn't be expecting passion with Flubber. No, I mean sometimes it's there, but like not really. I do think happiness is really, really important. I do think that you should be with a person who genuinely makes you happy, who's like whose existence or like presence in your space. Yeah. Just makes you happier. Like you could be feeling really shitty and then that person shows up and even if they don't do anything, you immediately feel either like at peace or just happy that they're there. Like and to me, happiness is being content and being at peace. So I think yeah. that that is important. But like deliriously happy. I don't even know what that means. What is he on Molly? Like what is wrong with him? <laughs> No wonder you keep having heart attacks, sir. I have a question. Yes. Uh, the very first scene um, mm-hmm. is Anthony Hopkins sleeping like shirtless. Can Anthony Hopkins get it? <laughs> so Anthony Hopkins' hair in this movie is really nice too. I think. Okay, I'm like talking a- about him shirtless, blouseless Anthony Hopkins. So now I'm gonna have to ask some questions. You say get it, right? Mm-hmm. Is Anthony Hopkins the big spoon or the little spoon for you? <laughs> Whatever. Would you want to engage in coitus? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anthony would Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> well, if he really like buys into the role, then I- I'm sure he could make me believe it. I think that he could. I wouldn't. I'm going to go ahead and say it. shirtless Anthony Hopkins. I'd give him a cuddle. <laughs> Hey, I'd give, a, but I'd give anybody a cuddle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very few people in the world I wouldn't cuddle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like Putin. <laughs> oh my Putin God! No, now I feel. List. Now I feel like Anthony Hopkins is built like Putin. Maybe that's a thing you like. No. Oh no! <laughs> I don't like the turn that took. Um. Okay. So. Wait, I had other questions for you. Let me look at my notes. Um, oh my god, I you know what I wrote? I forgot I wrote this. I wrote, "Am I deliriously happy in my marriage?" Oh, look at that. Um, no, I'm not, because no, I because I've never been deliriously happy. I don't even know what that means. I don't think that I've ever been deliriously happy. But, but isn't it just what you said? Like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, yeah, how much like more if, yeah, I'm fine. I, like, there are definitely times when I, we giggle a lot. But, like, I like you have too many responsibilities as a person to yeah. be deli- Maybe that's 
an option you can have when you don't have to work for a living. I think that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we need to talk about the scene. So I want to talk about things that didn't age so well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, <laughs> Claire is a doctor. Uh, Claire Forlani plays a doctor. And Joe goes to Joe Brad Pitt, death, goes to <laughs> the hospital to visit her. And there is an... <laughs> interaction he has with a black woman from the islands mm-hmm. and i do you think that that is that would have do you think that could be made now I, well i don't think anybody would attempt that now mm. absolutely not um do i get queasy when i watch it <laughs> I don't know if I get queasy. I'm just like, look at these silly mother or look at this silly motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just so silly. Like but white people really it? have the audacity in 1998 to do this. Where they're like, also, you know what, Brad? You're going to talk in, uh, what is that accent? Patois. Patois. Patois, yeah. So uh, here's the thing. Here's what I'm not sure about. Mm-hmm. Is it an accent or is it a language? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. If it's Let's a language, see. then I think he has more of a case. By the way, like even regular Brad Pitt, what's his accent? I can't ever get a handle of his accent. Um, I mean, you should know you're friends with his brother. Oh, we should have <clears throat> talked about this. Yeah, we should. We should have sh- disclosed this. We should have disclosed this. My conflict of interest. <laughs> it's not really. You met him once. Go ahead. I Why spent, don't you tell everyone while I Google if Patois is a language or if it's a dialect? Isn't it also like schmear? Oh like, no, that's pate. <laughs> that's so <laughs> offensive. I'm not laughing. How is that offensive? I'm an idiot. That's not offensive. It's offensive <laughs> okay. just to me. Okay, I'm an a idiot. fucking moron. Yes. Okay, fine. No, there you go. There, there you go. Uh, cancellation retracted. Okay, go ahead. What what is your what's your what's your history with Brad Pitt's family? So I spent three magical days with uh, Brad Pitt's brother Doug Pitt in uh, Florida because we were both attending uh, a conference from Apple. Um, his family, I think, they owned a computer store in Missouri at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to this thing, um, and I met him at like the first night I saw this very handsome man walking towards me and he goes, hi, I'm Doug Pitt. And I was like, Doug Pitt, what the fuck? I didn't say that. I was like, Doug Pitt. And then I looked at him. I was like, are you like related to somebody famous? And he was like, maybe. And I was like, are you Brad Pitt's brother? And he was like, yes. I was like, oh, (laughs) and then you guys became best friends. Well, so that's the thing, right? So then I went up to my room and I started texting you and our cousin and, you know, other family members, just telling them that I was hanging out with Brad Pitt's brother. And then I was like, I probably shouldn't have brought up the fact that I know his brother because that's got to be a pain in the ass. So I was like, I'm never going to bring it up again. And the next day, Doug Pitt and I are seated next to each other at like, so there's like, we we had to go to like multiple like conferences and all this other stuff. So Mm -hmm. we would just always get seated next to each other. So I started talking to him. And then we would like, when it was lunchtime, we'd break off into groups. And Doug Pitt and I were just having lunch together. Doug Pitt caused me to commit two of the greatest sins of my life. (laughs) He, uh, 
we were we were sitting at like a buffet and then I got this thing called chicken cordon bleu, which I didn't know what, what it was. All I read was a chicken and I ate it. And I was like, this is really good, but I taste something uh, I'm not sure about. I was like, does this have ham? And he's like, I don't know if it has ham. And then I was like, all right. So I Googled it and it did have ham, but it was delicious. So I had another bite. I had one <laughs> bite knowing that it was ham. Because Doug Pitt was sitting next to me. I didn't want to make it weird. <laughs> when would Doug Pitt do as Doug Pitt would do? Exactly. So then as like the thing, as like the conference progressed, like we started hanging out more and more. So we'd watched like, it was March. So we were watching college basketball together because it was March Madness. And uh, he had this thing. Uh, there was a local school. I think it was Northern Iowa that he was rooting for because they were like a very small school and they're making it pretty far. So we were watching that together, whatever. And then the last day of the conference, right, I was late coming down to the bus or whatever. And I get down there and everybody's like in the bus. It was either the bus or the room or whatever, right? And Doug Pitt is like waiting for me outside so we can we can sit oh together, right? God. And in that moment, I was like, Doug Pitt, get off my ass, dude. Like, give me some space. <laughs> <laughs> which is the second sin that Doug Pitt made me commit, which is a sin of pride. I should have oh. like... I should have, you know. And then we exchanged an email once. That was it. From Mexico. Oh. He was on a okay. beach in Mexico. Wow. Look at that. Dougie Pitch. You should send him this episode. <laughs> um, I think, I think Doug Pitt may be a racist. I don't know. He may be a Trump. Oh, player. no. Think. You think so? There's a chance. There's a chance. I know his mom at one point started, like, sending letters to, like, the local newspaper where she would write Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, like, no. Oh, God. <laughs> it can't have anything nice. Um, I wonder if, if Doug uses you in, like, antidotes. But, like, no, I don't I don't hate all Muslims. But one time, I had a good friend, one of my good friends, I went to a <laughs> conference with them, and they even eat pork sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Not all Muslims wonder, are bad. You would say Muslims. Wonder, say Muslims. Muslims, yeah. I do wonder if Doug Pitt remembers me, but like I remember Doug Pitt because he's Brad Pitt's brother. Of course, right? he. I am your brother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he has no reason, absolutely no reason. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Don't sell yourself so short. I'm not selling um, myself short. I'm selling you short. You are I'm comparing you to Brad Pitt. I mean, who am I? Who am I? Who am I compared to Bradley Pitt? Um, okay, so update on the Petwa is apparently this has been a question that many people on the internet have asked. Is it oh, offensive? Good. And Jamaicans seem to think, first of all, he wasn't really speaking Jama- in a Jamaican accent. He was speaking Petwa in a kind of Jamaican accent. He was speaking it the way that maybe somebody might speak it if they were to live there and not be Jamaican. So not cancelable. I don't know. The girl who plays this old woman's like daughter, I guess, yeah. gives him a side eye that's kind of like, who the fuck is this white man? And why is he talking to my mother this way? The way that she looks at him is hilarious. I think she was just surprised. I don't think she's giving him a side eye. Okay, do you think that that's what makes Susan fall in love with him? The... Well, so I think she does find, like, his childlike nature attractive. Because he's just walking around wide-eyed and, you eating know. Eating peanut butter. Know, and... Eating peanut butter, being all adorable. 
I don't know. I don't know. It was alarming. So, and then I'm sure there's also like, you know, and I don't know if this is a thing that they actively try to do, but like they made it look seductive, right? It's like the image of death uh, is seductive because it looks like Brad Pitt in that suit. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Yeah. That's true. That's true. So I think they changed that now. Yeah. So I guess he did kind of, and I mean, death is a bad guy. Death is a bad guy. Death in the movie is a bad guy. Yeah. 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 He's a bad guy. Well, he's a bad guy, but he, how is he a bad guy? He killed a guy just so that he could like check out what earth is like. But he returned the body. He did okay. give the guy his life back. Ray Heal. Okay. <laughs> I, I know this is like a long shot. We once, on our other podcast about Bollywood movies, we once covered a movie where a spirit, a ghost yes. takes over uh, or or um, what does he do? He doesn't take he, over. He transforms himself into the body of another man. Yes. Because he's in love with a woman. And that mm-hmm. woman's husband is like away on like work trip. And so yes. he pretends to be her husband uh, and he just romances the ever-loving shit out of her. Oh, yeah. They fall in love and they have a baby and the husband comes home after this long, long trip and is like, what the fuck? How did you have a baby? I've not been here this whole time. And you were incensed about that movie. You were so mad about that spirit. But here you are being like, so what? So what? So Deb killed a guy and used his body to fuck a lady. Who cares? Who cares? He got to try peanut butter for the first time and went to Bone Zone with hot Claire Forlani. A couple of points of contention. Death does take over this guy's body, and this guy isn't alive for that that time. So I'm not, you know, it's not like she's, she's not cheating on the guy, because first of all, they're not even a couple, right? Um, and, you know, the other guy is dead. If somebody's dead and you're just using their body, I'm, you know, it's kind of a gray area for me. Oh and the second... <laughs> but the second part is he does get to come back and he gets to have a happy ending with this lady. Mm. Death just got, you know, he got his jollies in. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a bad guy. All right. So, well, I think that he's a bad guy because... Even um, what's his face is like. Even even Anthony Hopkins is like, you come to my house, you give me the worst news of my life because of you. My entire company is like, I'm getting kicked out of my own company, and now you're fucking my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? <laughs> How dare you? And Death but, is like, you don't give me orders, motherfucker. Like, come on. But that's the thing, right? Death doesn't have like you know, it's not. He's not a human being, so he doesn't know how we operate. He doesn't know what's right or wrong. He just knows what he wants. Mm, okay, so my favorite part, I had two favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of the movie is when, and what's interesting is that the real movie is three hours long, and there's this whole other subplot where Anthony Hopkins is going to get ousted out of his organization because everybody's like, who the fuck is this random dude that you keep bringing to meetings and all this stuff, and there's all this other shit. So... That plot gets closed out because J- Joe, Brad Pitt slash death, pretends to be an IRS agent. Yes. And I love that part. That's very funny too. because he's, he says death and taxes, which is very yeah. funny. And also, then, when uh, Anthony Hopkins calls him Agent Joe Black. Yes. Made, 
make me giggle very loud. And then also, I like when they're like standing next to each other. Yes, it's and, very like, cute. Music is, yeah. It's very cute. So I really enjoyed that scene. And then at the very end, when Death is crying because he obviously he's let Susan go. He's not going to bring her with him to live forever in death honeymoon land i don't know and um he's like decided okay i'm not gonna take her with me i'm just gonna take come and do the thing that i'm supposed to do which is take this old man back uh, out to pasture and uh he's sitting there and he's crying and he's like it's hard to let go you know because it's so beautiful and then anthony hopkins is like well that's life and I thought that was really nice. I love that scene so much. Yeah, because I was like, oh, okay, that is nice. The movie is a little stretched out. There's just a yeah, lot oh, going definitely. on. Like, there's, it's very slow. The pacing is so slow. It's the slowest movie in the world. So, so I personally enjoy the the business stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. I, I, I think the the romance part is kind of... It's very slow, um, but I still watch it. I still like it. It's it's easy to just have on in the background. I don't care for the part with the sister. How do you feel about the sister? Whatever. I thought you would identify with the sister. I thought that you would identify me for the sister also. <laughs> Real victim mentality. Um, what are we talking about? I don't know. You were calling me the worst character of the movie. Um, so there's two part. There's two versions of this movie. There's the full version, which is three hours, and then there's one that they play for TV and it for airplanes, and that one doesn't even have the business part in the plot. No, I don't like that. I yeah, like the and the, the director said he took his name off of the. Um, they like changed his name on that version of it because he was like, I don't even think that that's the real movie anymore. Like that's an important. Yeah. I like the three-hour version. I, I want the entire thing. Yeah. Swallow this guy, up. the director, Martin Brest, mm-hmm. also made Geely. Yes. By Mr. He also made Sense of a Woman. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Hey, congratulations to them. We haven't even talked about that. <laughs> congratulations. Do you think it's going to last? Um, I don't know, and I don't care. <clears throat> That's, uh, I think that's a healthy attitude to take. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Hey, they got married in the same place that my friend uh, got her vows renewed. No. Yeah. I recognized it. I was like, oh, I was there last summer. The White Chapel. The little White Chapel. Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. that's right. They did the Vegas thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mazel Good luck to both of those. Good luck, good luck to both of you. Like a week later, there was pictures of Ben Affleck taking a nap in a chair on a boat with his mouth open. <laughs> Passed out in the sun. And then there's an, a picture of him uh, of, cry, of him crying at dinner, obviously fighting. And I was like, the things are going well. They're going really well. Um, anyway, back to this movie. Um, what other thoughts do you have about it? Uh, Claire Forlani's outfit in the diner. Mm-hmm. It's a very 90s outfit. Jeans really and a gray outfit. t-shirt? First of all, it was khakis and a gray t-shirt. She looked like okay. Monica from Friends. Yeah, yeah. I thought you looked like Jennifer Aniston in that. Yeah. Yeah. A mix. A mix. And uh, for some reason, when Drew says low fat in that one scene, it, it just makes me giggle. 
Okay. Remember when he said the little fat? No. Oh, all right. I guess that's <laughs> just. I I guess that's just something you pick up when you watch it three hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's it. I don't think I have anything else. If you could remake this movie, if if this movie was remade today, who would you cast? First of all, why? Why would it need to be remade? It just does. <laughs> who's who's cast in it? So I think I like the idea of like um, a white man in a black suit playing death, who could kind of be sinister. I think so. I think I want to keep a white guy in that role. Okay. Uh, and I thought of Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. He's got a devilish yes this to him, and he's also very hot. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think yeah. he could also be like uh, he could be kind of adorable when he's like walking around with a piano yeah. He just seduced the pants off of anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you you know he could also be like vicious and evil if he needs to be because yes, he has very right. blue eyes. Yes, and I thought maybe Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy when he's prettied up. No, it, you need to give one character for one casting for each person you can't just give okay. me a whole bunch of joes i got chris pine okay what do you got oh no who do you got for anthony hopkins still anthony <clears throat> hopkins yeah i mean i guess we can just run it back with anthony hopkins okay. what if it was like a younger dad what if it was like steve carell no he's too young i feel like he and chris pine are like the same age what about robert redford is he with us yeah he is are you sure about I'm pretty that? sure he is. Hold on. I don't think so. I think I would know if he was not. I feel like he's no longer with us. He's very much alive and he's healthy as an ox. What's wrong with you? Okay, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who are like older dad types. I have no idea. Um, But I would, I think, would you keep the plot generally the same? I did like this idea that like, he picks this he picks Anthony Hopkins because he is a man who has access to everything. Yeah, I think the resources, right? So yeah. that's you guys still have like a media mogul type of Yeah. Person. Exactly. Could you imagine if the entire movie was instead of Anthony Hopkins type of character, it was Logan Roy that was being <laughs> tortured by death? He'd be so mad. It would be so much funnier. You just tell him to fuck off. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> oh, I liked another scene where he's really mad. Uh, Anthony Hopkins' character is really mad. And <laughs> Joe slash death slash Brad Pitt goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, relax, Bill. You're going to give yourself a heart attack and cut my vacation short. <laughs> <clears throat> That's very good. Yeah. I like that. I also like in the end when uh, Brad Pitt is thanking him for his time and what a great man he is or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, stop blowing smoke up my ass. You're going to ruin my autopsy. Yeah. You know, I think what I would like is a version of this movie that is not that death comes and, you know, fucks a hot lady. I think mm-hmm. I want a version of this movie where he's living a different kind of like a fulfilled life. <laughs> Because so all he did is he came, he saw fireworks, he uh, ate peanut butter, and he had sex. And I was just like, yeah. okay. But like that, there's so much more to life than that, I guess, that I wish that we could have seen death experience more about life. Like I guess the only thing he really experienced was like falling in love with a beautiful woman, right? But this woman was already in love with the man whose body that she took over. 
he took over before. So it's like, I don't know. Mm. You want you want to see death actually do taxes. That's what you want. Yeah, I want death to like live a full life, you know? I want death, death to manage a budget. I want I want a version of Meet Joe Black that's like maybe even a comedy a little bit. You know what? Yeah. I want a version of this where death is actually played by somebody like say Rock, The Rock. Oh no, he's in everything. I know, but he'd be so good. <laughs> he'd be very cute. He would be so cute. It would be like uh. him. And then the dad could be like, Ugh, give me an older man. I don't know. Name me uh, some old actors. Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's no longer with us. <laughs> no, he's not. Stop killing people. <laughs> what, Gene Hackman? Alive! Oh. <laughs> give me an actor in his 70s. Who we got? Uh, in his 70s. Well, you got Morgan Freeman, but he plays God. No, yeah, you um, cannot. You cannot make make him. Robert De Niro. Yes. Okay. Robert De Niro plays death. Okay. I mean, Robert De Niro plays an old man. Yeah. Chris Rock plays, or not Chris Rock. Jesus, The Rock. Rock Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson plays death. And you know what? Let's make the, uh, and let's not make it. Oh, I have an idea. We're not making it uh, just some dopey, beautiful woman. Let's uh, say that Robert De Niro has a daughter who is like a single mother who loses her husband. What? Her, she no. loses her husband. I her thought death, this was a comedy. No, no. Listen, hear me out. Here's my rework, rework of, the sh- of the movie. She gets married really young to mm-hmm. a really wonderful guy. And the guy is originally played by The Rock, right? The Rock, yeah. And they have a child together. And then soon after the child is born, the, the, the guy dies. Okay. 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 And then Robert De Niro basically becomes like the caretaker for his daughter and his, his grandchild. Yes. And then one day death comes and death is in the body of uh, The Rock, who was his daughter's okay. husband. Right? And so the daughter gets to like reconnect with this like man or done not didn't wasn't played by the same actor, but like looked like him or reminded her of him or like had something about him that reminded her of her previous like husband. And so then death gets to experience not just like a woman, but also like having a family and he gets attached to this child and it's super sad, but it's also it could be funny because it would be like child antics. I think you're swinging for the fences here. I think this is a dumb movie. It's at its core. It's a stupid fucking movie that is three hours long. It's just a pleasure to watch. That's what you want. I don't want, I don't need, you know, real life. She walks off with death in the end when there's fucking fireworks going off in the back. (laughs) Who do you want for the lady? Huh? Who do you want for the lady? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of anybody. It can't be so because it can't be like the same type of character. Yeah. If if it's an exact remake of this movie, then I would say if it's Chris Pine, let's make the lady. I don't know. uh, Let's give it to, um, you know, I love like Eva Longoria and things. Eva Longoria. Is that the one? 
No, not Eva Longoria. Eva Mendez. Let's yeah. throw Eva Mendez into it. Let's let's throw some color into this. All right. It probably like uh, they would probably go with like Ana de Armas because she's in everything. Oh like, god! Margot did you see Robbie the cause... Did you see the Marilyn trailer? Yeah, she has an accent. What's going on yeah. there? It's just her voice, and she's whispering it. Yeah. It's just her voice in an accent, and she's whispering it the whole time. Um, I was thinking of this. Do you know who Gugu Mabata Rao is? I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. No. Oh, you know who she is. G-U-G-U-M-B-A-T-A-R-A-W. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. She was in, um, what's it called, right? Uh, Loki? Yes, she was. Yes. Yeah, she's great. I would love to see her in it. Hey, you know, Tom Hiddleston would also do a great death. Stop. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. Tom Hiddleston is not as suave as you make him out to be. (laughs) He is a nerd. I beg to differ. I am at his core. No, 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 no. He is super suave. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. Yeah, I feel like he would do well. What about Kerry Washington? I carry Washington and stuff. She's okay. I never watched Scandal. I think I know people really like her, but I never watched Scandal, so I don't know. Um, But yeah, this movie is stupid. (laughs) <laughs> the best yeah you have a great time watching it i it was just very slow it was very yeah so you just keep it on in the background that's yeah the, that's I, the thing is yeah that was the other thing is i couldn't really keep it on the background because i was like doing other things mm-hmm. um that required like uh my attention so I don't know. I thought it was fine. Um, it is very beautiful. It's nice. It's nice. I did like the ending in that, like, some of the dialogue was very nice and touching and everything like that. But it's just like, you know, it's like richy rich white people that I just yeah. can't connect with in a certain way. And I, don't I think, think that, I think succession but, has ruined this type of wealth for me. That's the other thing. So, like, you know, there's uh, when they're walking away, Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins, there's like a, like a second ending or like they stop in the middle when Anthony Hopkins asks and like if he should be scared. Yeah. And then death is like, no, not a man like you. Right. Yeah. Which I guess means that he's like a really great person. Like he's a media guy. Like we know a lot about media guys. Right? Yeah. They're and also like. Yeah, he should be scared. Like, he's probably not seen much adversity in his life. What are well, you talking so, about? I think the point is is that he grew his business from, from scratch. I don't as... know. <laughs> I don't know. Less shots of Claire Forlani swimming and give me more, like, cooking up the character. I don't know. The only thing I knew about him, like, building his company from nothing was just that he kept repeating, like, this company that I built with my two hands. Like, yeah. that's the only thing that I knew, so... But that's the point, right? I don't think you're you're not meant to connect with the characters. You're not meant to connect with um we're just meant to observe them. Like you're not how can how can we connect with somebody that's that rich? That's well, not no, I, I, I it's think, like looking at a painting basically. Well, no, I think that what is important and if you're making a movie about death is the fact that you can be somebody as you could be anybody, but even when death comes for you, you could be scared. It doesn't matter if you have everything in the world and nothing mm-hmm. left to get. Like, he has no further. He cannot make more money, right? Yeah. He's done making money. He's at the top of his game. But even when death comes for him, he's still like, oh, shit, I still haven't done enough. 
So I think that is a good moral to come around to. Like, it's a good think point to like, it's like, it's a good talking point to leave a movie theater with of like, when death comes for you, are you going to be scared because you didn't get to live your whole life? Like, are you going to try to, you know, if you have the opportunity to talk to death and be like, Hey, give me a couple more days. I'll let you build my daughter by the pool. Would you do that? You know, I think that is, it's an interesting thought, but. And I guess that's, that's Anthony Hopkins rule, right? He's like trying to barter with death and he's like, okay, you know, I just want more time because he's just scared. He's scared of what comes next. Yeah. That's not how I'm going to go, which you will find out at my funeral. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> depending right. on the theme of the uh of the uh slideshow what if flubber is actually death <laughs> and then you get to attend <laughs> my wedding and my funeral everyone's wearing suits already yeah all right that's fine easy <laughs> easy peasy honestly I would imagine you probably have like a PowerPoint presentation for my wedding, right? You would do you would do that. You, know, you just usually just have it on while people are getting food oh, or whatever. God, it's, it's so exhausting. easy. I hate like it. the 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 kids with their cell phones do it now. I know. I can make an yeah. I'll make you a forty-five second Instagram reel, and I'll just let it play in the background. Okay, I'll make exactly. it on the way to the venue. All all I'm saying is you just gotta switch out the music if it's a funeral. Just change it up. That's all you got to do. Yeah, but you're saying the Meet Your Black music works. Funeral different, or, or different parts. Different okay, parts fine, of the... Fine, fine. Just, just label the songs in your will, okay? <laughs> just make my life a little bit easier. Will? You think there's going to be money left over? No, there's no money left over, but at least then we have directions of what you want for your funeral. You got it. That's all I'm asking for. Okay. When death comes to walk you into the bushes where we will find your body laid out. Evacuated. <laughs> Evacuated. Please leave with it a list of the songs you'd like playing at your funeral. Okay.